Thanks for joining us on the Entrepreneur on the Grow podcast series. For those of you who are listening for the first time, I'm Jared Krieger and I'm the head of education here at Startup School. Uh, if you're a pet enthusiast, which I am, you're going to love this episode because today I'm sitting with Paul Jacobson, the owner of Vondies. Is that how you pronounce it? That's it, Vondies. Vondies, Holistic yeah. Pet Nutrition. Paul, thanks so much for giving us this time. Great, my pleasure. Lovely to be with you. <laughs> Brilliant. So, if you haven't come across uh, this uh, before, Vondies is a Cape Town-based business that produces, retails, and distributes pet food and natural remedies. I've got that right. Yeah, perfect. They're all about giving your furry friends an organic, wholesome diet that leaves them feeling strong and healthy. But Paul, that's what Vondies is. But we want to know who Vondies is. So that's what we're here to talk to you about. So we're super excited about, about hearing, hearing from you. Um, it's more than a business, isn't it? And, and so I want to hear more about your passion from you. What is, what is Vondies and why is it so special? Well, first of all, it's a family business. When I say that everybody who comes into our lives, whether it's our staff, our stockists, our customers, we all make them feel part of this family. We're on this journey together. We absolutely adore working with animals, which makes this business so pleasurable yeah. so you can wake up in the morning. So we come to work with great passion, and that's not only myself, my administrators, and the kitchen staff, but we hope we extend that passion and enthusiasm to all pet, pet lovers out there. So, you know, we also see uh, that there's a massive movement in uh, with humans uh, leaning towards a more wholesome, natural diet. We're going to farmers' markets. We are not, uh, we're very, very uh, enlightened consumers nowadays. But unfortunately, we don't always apply the same principles to our furry friends. And yeah. that blows me away. Because, you know, if, if for example, uh, preservatives and chemicals are bad, then it's bad for everyone. So we have a strong alliance with legends in the industry or human industry, like people like uh, Jenny Morris and uh, Professor Tim Noakes. Actually, I've written a lot of articles on banting diets. And we use the information out there, what is healthy, safe, and nutritional for humans. And we apply the same same principles of health and wellness to our furry friends. It's brilliant. You know, when I walked in here, we were recording this podcast at, at your operation here in Seapoint, and it's just, you can smell the, 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 the food, and it, it smells so, so good, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we have a thing, if you're not prepared to eat your dog food, then don't give it to them, because we come from an old-fashioned way. For years, hundreds of years, we've been feeding proper whole foods from our table, and our dogs did incredibly well. Their yeah. longevity was uh, amazing, and uh, why change it? We, look, we, we, we're lucky that we have a lot more nutritional science behind us to say probably that refined carbs aren't so good. But the general feel is proper lacquer after whole foods. Yeah. We've done it our whole lives, thousands of years, and our dogs prevailed extremely well. Brilliant. That's amazing. And I, I love also there's a lot of stories I'm hearing, and I've done some research on you paying it forward. Um, so you, you do more than just, just run a business. You want to tell us a little bit about some of the other things you're involved in? Yeah, well, look, we're very aligned to animal welfare. You know, we yes. believe if we are generating income from this business in pet accessories, pet food, that we should give something back. 
And you know, it comes back and, and we, we get a lot of recognition for that. So we have a strong alliance and affection for animal welfare. We assist where we can. I'm yeah. a sucker. I get calls all <laughs> the time. Sure. It must and be so difficult. I mean, I know if I got ter- too close, I would end up with an absolute menagerie. No, no, it's, 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 it's horrible because the reality is there's so much stranded, abandoned dogs out yeah. there and every welfare needs assistance. We try our best. So we go over and above to support those uh, um, institutions, welfares, and also directly to the to the client. They yeah. sometimes they have to avoid going to the vets because there are questions that we are able to answer mm. dealing with skin disorders or other ailments out there. And the first port of call at no charge, they can fall, phone Uncle Paul, and we can get, uh, offer advice. Brilliant. Brilliant. So you, you you might not have founded Vondies. But you took over the business many years ago, and you've worked to grow it substantially. I mean, it, it, what you took over and what it is now, that it, essentially it's, they're two different businesses. So you undeniably have an accomplished sense of entrepreneurship. And once again, you're more than that. You're a qualified chef, I believe, and, and the pet nutritionist to boot. So tell yeah. us a story of, or the story of how you came to be the owner. Um, yeah. And what led you to to make that decision? Well, I've always been involved in food. As a qualified chef, I had uh, three little uh, um, delis at at one stage. I was actually, funny enough, uh, after I came back from overseas, I was always trading on the beaches, a granadilla lolly to make you jolly. So I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit, I've got to to say that. I had a dog called Chester and he was struggling with skin disorders and I heard about this lady Eleanor who was producing whole foods. Being a chef I've always resonated towards proper foods and she she used to sell uh, this type of food from the from her boot in yes. the, the Camps Bay Glen and uh, that's how I got involved and, I, and Chester was miraculous in his recovery after a few weeks. I had a relationship with uh, Eleanor in terms of her supplying me for for, for many years and there came an opportunity when she grew out of it and she didn't see the vision as I did mm. and uh, in discussions she says she was happy to offer me the business and that was sure, probably about 16 years ago and um, she, she was very recognized as a great uh, uh, nutritionist, yes. a homeopath in the natural way and from there I saw incredible vision and uh, I had a lot more energy and passion and yeah, so we grew it from something like four staff members to 31 store to, I think we're about 200 now or 300 supermarkets. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the vision, I always saw the potential. Yeah. And that's where we are today from a small mom and pops, which we still want to keep because sure. we want a strong relationship with our clients uh, to supplying um, various wholesalers. It's fantastic. You know, yeah. You talk about vision, and it's such an important thing for entrepreneurs to hear. It's uh, there's if you don't have that that drive or that picture of what you want, it's, it's very difficult to grow your business. And so, you taking on this thing, which actually, is, as I said earlier, was a totally different looking business to what you've got now. Um, it's it's incredible. So it's it's a recognised brand, as you mentioned. Your products are stocked in Checkers, Spa, variety of pet stores. I mean, you just mentioned the number of stores. Yeah. Not to mention online, which I see is a big yeah. presence. Website yeah. is very cool. I must I must encourage our listeners to go and have a look at that. And this is a huge entrepreneur, a huge achievement for any entrepreneur. I did a little research, as I mentioned earlier before, and and the pet food market in South Africa it's massive, but it's hugely competitive. Um, so what has been your, what would you say have been some of your biggest challenges that you faced growing this business? Well, you know, you have to wake up with passion. Uh, and I believe as an entrepreneur, the once you, you lose that passion and enthusiasm, oh, 
you know, maybe it's time to make a change. Sure. But uh, the challenges in business in terms of competition and becoming being innovative is is, uh, is all based on your passion. You can't wake up and say, oh, I hate, I hate this work. You, you have to be a dreamer. Yeah. You have to be sincere, honest, and ethical and moral. I think it really looks after you. If you're an honest, then you have a brand that's honest that people can come to you and say, this is a reputable guy. I can rely on him. Yes, there's massive competition out there. You know, everyone mm. wants to produce their own food. Um, I, I think our success is, as I mentioned, we, we're very much a family-based um, um, organization. We love people making feel that they're involved. Uh, we, we stick to our passions. We stick to our principles. Yes. And we are very, very big in our marketing. That's where my background comes. Yeah. And we need to get the message out there. And people are receptive. They're open to, to listening. It's about just get the message out there. And I'm like a Jack Russell where there's an opportunity, <laughs> even sitting with you, yeah. it's good to uh, get let people become enlightened so that's and that's why we prevail you, clearly when you talk about business ethics there's and and, and your the, the principled approach there's a lot about relationships there and you've built relationships over the years of, of your business do you have uh, customers and clients that are from day one from when you're taking over still going strong with you I'm Margaret Ashton from 15 years ago I, I when I took out together the business I remember having going to Margaret's in Takai area and taking 200 packets at a time she's still with us 15 years later Amazing. I used to do the slog and hard work you yep. ask what success you've got to start it with hard work I remember going up for 20 packets up into Fresno to Constantia and you build that and it grows from 20 packets to 40 but it again all business you have to work hard yeah. and especially in the beginning setting uh, setting it up yes yeah, so we have many many loyal customers who have been like it's a part of the family and uh, they're happy to phone me anytime I never ever go to sleep without answering all my emails for the day so right. that personal relationship is very important so important yeah. so I believe that it's a shared story though so you have a partner and you've been been in business with this person from the from the get-go um, her name is Cindy and I'm gonna the surname pronounced well, Tubus Tubus well, she's okay. actually my wife at the moment <laughs> at the moment <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Now, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah now many entrepreneurs okay yeah. we, we have a lot of guys on our course and they they're, there's they're normally in a partnership and this can be a blissful amazing thing but quite often it's an incredibly tough thing to be in partnership with somebody so do you have any any tips or tricks for how to make a partnership in business work yeah, you know partnerships like any relation business other it's it's uh, it becomes challenging when you are stressed out when you're doing uh, when you're struggling financially or you're doing very well there's too much profit sure. um, yeah I think everybody has to give each other space especially if you're working with a partner like a, a wife you uh, you try distance yourself as much as you can mm -hmm. you obviously have to try be respectful and and be able to listen but in in our case we have our space in terms uh, I often work away from home and we can deal with it when we get together but it again is about mutual respect you can't do business and you can't deal with life's challenges on your own Sure. That's that's a given. It becomes very lonely and difficult just going forward in terms of your daily life taking on the challenges on your own. You always need partners. Yeah. And always people must bear that in mind. Everyone has something um, valuable to offer. Mm. And as an owner of a business, I, I believe that what makes an uh, entrepreneur very, very good when he can identify the talent that a staff member has or a 
administrator or partner has and you've got to enhance it and nurture it yeah i mean it's it's an interesting thing on they talk about entrepreneurship being a very lonely journey a lot of guys do have to start off by themselves and then they start to you know obviously gather gather people Uh, what is your journey like in terms of building to 30 people i mean how how did that uh feel for you and what was your approach in, in 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 growing the number of staff members that you needed to run this operation? Well, first, it's very satisfying to look back and see how you've grown. And I say to myself, we had our staff party not so long ago, and they're so important to me and that I can put um, food on somebody's table. It's such a proud moment, given the circumstances that we're struggling with in South Africa, with poverty, that you are able to offer somebody. And we pay generously because they, they, they're worth it. Without your staff, you, you, you have nothing. Yeah. So that everybody is, ma- in fact, nobody leaves our business. Nobody, we've had through, unfortunately, through death, uh, but but nobody leaves the business because it's very important. They want to come it's here. It's a loyalty. They're, they're loyalty. So I think that's um, very important. What was the other question? Yeah. No, I was just saying, uh, in, in terms of growing your... your uh, yeah. And your staff yeah so, so it's, it's growing everything because now it, it's not it wasn't from one member son to 30 and my recommendation is that one has to be very responsible and mature in your growth we've done it with the amount of vehicles we bought we bought a freezer room when it was necessary we bought equipment when it was necessary we didn't just put 10 million yes. and then you have to pay back and it becomes stressful mm. Um, so we've we've grown with the times, and that includes growing with staff. Yes. And when it was required mm. to increase our staff, we did that. So a lot of business overinvests too quickly, too fast. Yeah. Too fast. You've got to be attentive to the market, and you increase your assets and your staff members when necessary. Yeah, that's the whole point of sustainability, or the idea of sustainability. I mean, somebody looks at a business like yours, who is starting out, they go, "Oh wow, you know." Look at the, how many, you know, their presence, the number of staff members, we've got to get there, we've got to get there, you know, and as you said, it's a slow process and a deliberate process. Yeah. So my next question is, um, what's exciting on the radar for for Bondi's uh, that you can tell us about? Well, maybe I can back, back <laughs> you tomorrow after have a, a dream tonight. So <laughs> I, I'm one of those entrepreneurs, being Aries personality. I don't sleep that much. I, lo- I love business. I love the excitement of doing business. It's not about the money thing. It comes with it. But it, it's so exciting to do business. A project. So you have to be adventurous. You have to take risks. And that's what we do. Well, we've just launched, which we hope to be um, uh, very pioneering in the industry of cannabis, CBD for, yes. for pets. That we've just launched and you have to be very careful in that arena you have to take advice uh, that's something we're going to invest big time for the next year or so so i nice. think all my energy is going to be uh, regarding how we can use cbd not the stuff that makes you happy and smiley the <laughs> jc that's been important to get rid of we're going to run big time with that uh, i'm also going to make a strong effort again this year to to build my my pr- previous relations again we stepped away from being a mom and pops to a bigger corporate sure. and it comes at a cost. It's no good going big um, and then you are not doing well in all your different um, institutions. So I'm going to try to spend more time identifying who's doing well, who needs support. I'm talking about customers and stockers and I want to start nurturing them because to have a massive army doesn't make sense. Rather have a small, concentrated, powerful army. So that's what we're going to do. And then who knows, my friend, I, I don't know, something may come, some uh, uh, new pioneering uh, remedy. We will always entertain 
the betterment yeah. of our, our pets. Brilliant. If there's something miraculous out there, we will... Uh, I'm interested we'll to hear a little bit more about the, the CBD products. Um, yeah. There is a, a, a number of entrepreneurs who are looking at, at CBD in, in, in South Africa, and it's, it's, there's sort of lot different schools of thought as to how big a uh, industry it's going to be. But it seems like the, the pet uh, food industry has come in with a with quite a careful uh, approach to 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 the product. Um, what are your your views on, on on how big it's going to or potentially going to get? I think a lot of people are going to fall by the wayside because everybody they from their their auntie their mom believes that uh, uh, if they smoke doobie in the olden day they can produce stuff. Um, we are very careful. It's taken us over a year to understand the industry, mm. the the repercussions from poor quality CBD stuff yes. that's perhaps mixed with chemicals and peroxides. We we need endorsements mm. and it's to legitimise this business. Which CBD, when you look at it from a human point of view, and the studies that are done. It's miraculous. Yeah. Vets don't like the word miraculous, but we call it miraculous mm. from epilepsy to cancer to general well-being. Uh, the, uh, one has to scrutinize the product. You have to know the source. And certainly when you're dealing with pets, you have to make sure there's no hallucinogenics. In other words, the THC, yes. the receptors are very, very sensitive. So we've got to make sure there is no um, uh, THC. You want to know that the, the crop where it's coming from is certified hasn't got peroxides, chemicals, uh, but I really believe this is going to change um, health and wellness for humans and pets. Already yeah. we're hearing these miraculous yeah. stories, but we're seeing it also in the in, in the, uh, the industry of pet yeah. care. I really like your um, deliberate approach that you're taking there and that you, you know, you're taking the time to understand it. I think there's, there is a tendency for people to see the, the next uh, um, sort of best thing and jump very quickly into it before understanding the details so congratulations on Thanks. that and I look forward to to hearing more about the success of that in the industry Paul thank you so much for talking with us today I, I really really enjoyed it um, is there anything you want to maybe add as a, as a message to young or new startups in South Africa uh, before we wrap up today well, I just believe, you know, people are often so dismal here in this part of the world. But what it does do is offers you opportunity. You know, if you can, uh, were able to travel or you can research on all the uh, engines out there, you can find amazing opportunities that you can bring to South Africa to make it a, a better world. And nothing comes from not no hard work. You have to have a concept. You have to have a vision. You have to have understanding. You have to have the passion and you have to have the hard work. And if you believe in the product and you go out to market with hard work and a bit of luck, sure, it's going to fall uh, you know, in place. And you're going to wake up in the morning feeling, wow, I've contributed something to this world. And, and that is a beautiful feeling. We all got to work. Yeah. Nobody, you know, unless you've got a billionaire a, a dad, uh, you've got to work. And there's nothing embarrassing about work working and it's actually a pleasure to work and it's so rewarding when it's your own work because whether you work till 12 o'clock at night you wake up in the morning it's 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 well invested and it's in an absolute pleasure it puts a smile on your face great thank you so much and i know that our listeners here at startup school are going to appreciate some of your advice 
um, and your story and I want them to go and check out your website so we definitely will put a, a link uh, after this after this podcast so do, go and check it out it's Vondi's um, and I'm sitting here at Seapoint and this is your, your main operation uh, sort of head office and I'm really excited to to hear your story and hope that it motivates some of our entrepreneurs thank you what a pleasure thank you <laughs>